I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Talked by Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, and Hudson Flynn. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 190. Somebody call 911. It's an emergency pod. Someone please call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them I have been shot down. Um, I'm, I'm not really like in an emergency type of feeling. We've had a bunch of emergency pods, obviously covering, covering the Nets. There's an emergency like three or four times a year. But yo. I'm going to lead this off, and then we're going to go around the horn and let everybody speak and everybody weigh in. But let me say this. I feel like fans need to understand the business and the calendar. In every sport that you watch, it is tough to learn. I am older than some of you guys. It, it is still a learning process for me. I'm a baseball fan, football fan, basketball fan, and I'm always reading and Googling and learning about salary caps and when the league year starts and trade deadlines and free agency and contracts and extensions and max contracts. And I say that to say this, if you've been listening to talking nets, we have been chronicling the Kyrie Irving extension saga this whole way. He opted into his contract. I was one of the first people to call that on WFAN like a year ago that Kyrie was going to opt into his contract. How was I able to call that? It's not hard to see that the Nets weren't going to just run him the max. Why? Kyrie is an all-star this year, Keith. He's all-world. Did you see him against the Lakers? Did you see him against the Knicks, more importantly? Yes, I did. And let me say this. It is leverage time. Kyrie Irving requests a trade today. We're less than a week away from the NBA trade deadline. He is trying to have some leverage. We, on this podcast, reported that he's been trying to have extension talks and his camp is trying to get him an extension. Well, we've also said if you're Joe Sy, Sean Marks, and the Brooklyn Nets, you're in no rush to extend one Kyrie Irving. He's all world. He's a wizard. He is a ridiculous basketball player on the court. But he is not just a basketball player. A lot more comes with Kyrie Irving. And when you make business decisions, folks, I hope you listen and learn from this for your own life because there's going to be a time where you have to negotiate for yourself. There's going to be a time where you bring someone on. 
And you have to think about everything that you are bringing on and taking in. And I think that's what the Brooklyn Nets are doing and not being so dumb to say, yeah, Kyrie, great game against the Knicks. Here's a four-year, $200 million deal. Why would they do that after the random leaves of absence, after the social media posts, the anti-vax stuff, not being vaccinated, missing time, the anti-Semitism saga this year? Name it. It goes on. Why would you just give somebody your money? That's like lighting money on fire. Mets fans that are Nets fans have an owner in Steve Cohen that they view as an ATM. And this year he showed you, I'm not just burning money. I'm going to look through this Carlos Correa physical. I'm going to look through Kodai Senga's physical and sign him for less because it's a little iffy. We're not just throwing money at guys. And before I pass the rock, I just mentioned the Lakers and the Knicks were in town. Of course, the Lakers are going to be at the top of the conversation. Kyrie was in L.A. this summer, and everybody was saying, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers. Kyrie did some media stuff. He did the I Am Athlete podcast, and people were talking about, oh, he should get back with LeBron. And, yeah, look at LeBron in the media. LeBron, please go look at LeBron's last night uh, post-game press conference where he talked about Hank Aaron's record, and he talked about being young, watching Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa chase that record. For my baseball fans, that's a great joke. Basketball fans don't care. But I, I laughed out loud at that. Kyrie Irving is using the little bit of leverage he has right now because he did not get his extension yet. He's a New Jersey kid that grew up rooting for the Nets the same as me. He has spoken about wanting to stay here and finish his career here. You've seen his little boy, his son on the floor. It's a family environment. Like Kyrie has brought his daughter around, right? They don't want to move on from Brooklyn. This is the destination he wants to be in late in his career. But at the same time, he has burned some bridges. He's done some things where the Brooklyn Nets have put stipulations and incentives and different checks and balances in a potential contract extension that it seems like Kyrie Irving and his camp have scoffed at. How dare they? How dare they treat our all-world player as if like he's got to tiptoe around and do certain things to earn money or he's got to play a certain amount of games, or he's got to be on his P's and Q's and best behavior. Well, I'm with that. I understand that. And now it's on Sean Marks and Joe Sy to see who blinks first. Trade deadline's coming. They can't trade Ben Simmons. Are they going to try and trade Kyrie Irving? Or are they going to let him, I don't know, potentially sit out and then walk at the end of the year as a free agent and sign somewhere else and get nothing from him? Where's KD in all of this? KD requested a trade when? Think about it, folks, when free agency started. So, like, these things aren't random. These things aren't coincidence. This isn't just a, a Friday news dump. This is calculated. This is going to play out, and nothing has happened yet today. Robin Lumberg, Hudson Flynn, welcome in and go for it. Well, uh, look, the, the frustrating thing is it never seems to end, right? Like, we can never have some level of normalcy around this team without a, a firestorm, uh, without, you know, something for the hyenas to come out and, and, and laugh about. It's not news, or it shouldn't be news to anyone, that Kyrie is a terrific basketball player. It should also not be news to anyone that Kyrie Irving has had a series of behavioral patterns or incidents or whatever word you want to call them that makes teams reticent, including the Nets, to just simply commit to him a long-term extension. I, I just saw Brian Windhorst apparently said that the Lakers are interested, 
but they don't know about giving him a long-term extension. Remember back in the summer, the Nets basically said, go ahead, go look around, go test the market, and nobody was willing to pony up, which is why he opted into his deal. So basically what happens here is they offer him some sort of stipulation, games play, whatever it is. He says, no, I should get a full max, and then they don't give it to him, and he throws a fit. That's where we're at at this moment. The way you play it, and the lesson I would learn from the, the summer is you got to let things settle because we thought the whole thing was over this summer and it wasn't. Now we're, we're back in that mode again. But I, I would say this. The Nets can always call Kyrie Irving's bluff and not trade him. Just don't trade him. He, he's not going to sit out the rest of the season. He still needs a new contract one way or the other, right? And then also the Nets can see if there is an offer of worth and if there is an offer of worth, then yes, I think you do trade him. Because if it's not this, it's going to be the next thing. We've learned that over the course of, of these years. Um, so if you can you know, cut ties while not losing him for nothing, I, I think you have to seriously consider doing that. So I, I think you want to take a couple of deep breaths back. Uh, uh, you know, Take a couple of deep breaths before you, you panic and decide what to do right in the moment. I'm chilling. I Friday vibes, Robin. I don't think any of us are panicked. We were in the group chat like, oh, okay, let's do a yeah, pod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because, I mean, the, you, both those options are on the table. And then as far as the, the whole thing with KD, I'm not trading. If I'm the people in charge, I'm not trading Kevin Durant, before we get to that, under any circumstances. And I would tell him that right now. You got three years left on your deal. I don't care how you feel about it. You're going to be a Brooklyn net for you the duration it. of your contract. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. And honestly, and, and I don't like to talk down to people. I don't think that's generally very productive. I don't know who am I. Right. But Nets fans got to take a deep breath. I, I don't like getting into the arguments that, Oh, Nets fans don't know how to deal with success. They don't know how to deal with stars. They don't know what it's like to have, have a team with good players. They don't know how to act. They win a, win a playoff series and they don't know how to act. That's been a, re, a recurring thing about the Nets for this, this past generation of stars that we've had on our team. But the types of reactions that we're seeing to this on social media, in particular, Twitter in particular, and I don't know if, if, if a lot of you guys do, some of you don't. We have a Twitter account. Talking Nets has a Twitter account. And the types of things that people are saying on the Twitter is just, it's just ridiculous. There is no reason, if you're a Nets fan, quite frankly, to, first off, blame Joe Sy. This is just negotiation. I don't, I don't like to say don't be emotional, but don't be emotional. I understand that everybody likes Kyrie. He's a gifted basketball player. He's a wizard on the floor. I feel like Robin, Keith, and I have done, and Keith and I in particular, over and podcast, over for the whole, the whole, the whole, all the time, the, all these years, talking about how great. Kyrie Irving is he's a gifted basketball player there's a, a a tweet that I see going around that's high Kobe highlights and they're like no one in modern NBA can do this I think Kyrie Irving can in, in certain instances he can match those highlights and he does that on you know as he's modeled where how he's modeled his game but it's not about that I think this is a leverage play I think this is Kyrie trying to force enough public backlash to put you know bring Joe Sy back to the negotiation table for a better offer Josiah has said in the past, he said it over the summer and he said it all throughout that he does not want to give Kyrie Irving a max contract. And that's what Kyrie Irving wants. He wants it with no stipulations because why wouldn't you? But at the end of the day, if you're the Nets, you have to treat this like a organization, like a business. And Kyrie will get paid somewhere. 
at some point. I am actually not of the opinion that he does need to play for the Nets to get a contract. To get the contract he wants, he might not be able to get that at all. So at this point, sitting out might just, you know, maybe there'll be another suitor that will come to the table, another person coming to the bargaining table. At the end of the day, I think this is a good thing. I think that if Kyrie Irving has given the Nets a chance to recoup their losses, to get something out of him before the trade deadline, that's a win. I was, and I have fully been expecting that this season will finish and Kyrie Irving will probably leave. And maybe that's a good thing for the Nets. Maybe they win the championship. Maybe they don't. But at this point, being able to get something out of it, having a week to maneuver ahead of the trade deadline, at least it gives the the Nets to have a chance this season. And I think their chance is better with than with if they have a checked out Kyrie Irving on the team. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm with that uh, as far as the idea of losing him for nothing or not losing him for nothing, and then not dealing with the headache that comes along with that too. Robin, depends- I'm gonna let you go, but I said this to Hudson before we started. We said the same thing about losing Harden, right? Well, we're we're gonna lose James Harden. He doesn't want to be here. We're gonna let him walk at the end of the year. Look what happened in that trade. Well, that's why I said I, I'm I'm playing this both ways that I have the option of calling his bluff and saying, you're going to play for us the rest of the season. And I have the option of making the trade if the right uh, deal comes along. So that's, that's where I'm at. If I'm the nets and it's a shame because the season seemed to be going so well. And and Kyrie seemed to be right back uh, in the place that, that he um, needed to be as far as, as seeing this team have success and and, and playing as the, the number one guy with Kevin Durant out. I just saw Woj that said it'd be tough for Kyrie to come back into the locker room after this. I I, I don't know what the, the case Incorrect. may be. And I don't I don't want to um These I, guys I, love Kyrie. I apologize in advance for even giving this any um any attention, but I, I see in the 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 chat. He try, yeah, go yeah. ahead. He says, of course, the member of the tribe on the podcast wants to lie about the content in the video Kyrie posted and wants him gone. LOL Lundberg. First of all, I didn't even mention the damn video. Second of all, I'm not Jewish, but I'm offended for Jewish people on on behalf of th- this. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 name in the um parentheses in the three parentheses is a real serious dog whistle. That's a Nazi right there. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know, uh, Kyrie. I do. my, my problem. I didn't even catch that. I no, would've... no. Again, my problem with Kyrie in that whole instance was Alex the fact that it. he was given a layup to say, "I'm my bad. I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean to do that." And and he inflamed the situation twice on top of all the other stuff that had happened with Kyrie. The vaccination thing, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not, but it did keep him away from the team. It was a problem with the team. The, the rest be- of the team was vaccinated. Yep. The year before that, he was gone, Where you know, just randomly. Uh, the, the year before that. The fans were vaccinated to get into the <laughs> arena. Like, come on, people. It, it goes back to the Celtics. It goes back to the Cavs. So you can't, just because you're a fan of somebody, doesn't mean you should have blinders on. And I'm trying to be fair. Oh, because, wait, like I- Robin. He wants to reunite with LeBron after he left LeBron in that whole situation? Oh, wait, Robin. He talked about the Celtics look like a team ready to win a championship. He left them? Like, come on, bro. There's a dumb pattern here. I don't see how people can't read between the lines and see what's going on. And, and that's so why. Obvious. That's why. I mean, not they're kids, though. Right? That, that's why not giving him a, a full extension, no questions asked, isn't like some unreasonable thing. You know, it, it, we're, we're, we're talking about like a what, a month? in change that since he's been back I mean, it's not <laughs> enough time and that's what i said the nets are in no rush here right it's a leverage play they have the leverage you opted in to this season you opted in to this one year deal this one year contract the season ain't over right now the nets are in fourth place and honestly they're coming off a bad loss 
a humbling loss where Kyrie has people stomping on his jersey outside and chanting, Kyrie sucks, Kyrie sucks. Kyrie probably wants to go into Boston finally with a team that can beat them. He has taken 10 straight losses to the team that he left, and they are a championship contending team. They went to the finals last year. The pattern that we all see here is so obvious, folks. I love Kyrie's game. I'm a New Jerseyan. I want to see a local New Jersey guy stay in Brooklyn. But this headache keeps continuing, and I can't be mad at Josiah. Josiah didn't do anything here. So all the people saying, Josiah needs to sell a team. The Nets world has been built. There's more people coming to that arena, arena than ever. A lot of y'all weren't in there in the beginning. A lot of y'all weren't in there in 2013 and 2015. Like, I was. Like, I, I've literally seen it with my own eyes change. They've done a lot to build this franchise. Not one man is going to tear it down. So let it play out and relax. Let things just hit the media without you feeling some type of way or expressing it online. Like, I, I swear, it's because of the Twitter and the YouTube and the Instagram culture that we're in right now that we get all of this. If this was 50 years ago, I don't know, we get a, we get a, a, a newspaper headline tomorrow morning about it. So... Uh, uh, Hudson's Wi-Fi dropped out. You, you also have to remember Shams has been closely connected to, to Kyrie's camp this entire time, and he was the one to initially report it. So what does that mean? It's a game of telephone, you know, between him and, and the people in Kyrie's camp who are putting out the message that they want put out there. Man, Robin, you smart. You definitely, like, know your stuff. It's, I can tell that you've been following this stuff because it's not hard to see, right? <laughs> like, we know where Shams gets his info from. We followed his stories, uh, even with, um, with Woj, right? They try to say that, like, Woj, is, it's coming from the Nets. It's coming from Sean Marks. Man, I'm cool, right? I don't think the Nets are winning the championship this year. I, I didn't think they were winning it last year. So, like, my championship hopes aren't dashed. Um, they're a competitive team, though, and they're the fourth-place team, and I'm worried about what KD is thinking. I'm worried about where KD is at, right? So let's talk about KD for a second, not Kyrie. KD is out, and, um, you know, KD is an all-star this year, and he said he wants to come back. He should be coming back soon. Uh, Kyrie is an all-star. That's another reason why he has leverage right now. I'm an all-star, right? I'm, I'm an all-star starter. I can request a trade right now. But, yeah, uh, what is KD thinking? If you had to guess, because I heard people on WFAN talking about what KD's thinking. I think KD's chilling right now. I honestly think LeBron was in town. I think there's a 100% chance he talked to Kyrie. Maybe they even met in person. Um and I think it's just what happens when you get these powers in the NBA when, like, L.A. comes over here and they play against the Knicks and the Nets, right? Let's talk KD, and then after that, we got to talk Ben Simmons while we're here because this all has to do with Kyrie requesting a trade and this team right now. So I said it. I think KD is chilling right now. KD is just like, whatever, because KD knows the business of basketball. And, again, I have to say, KD was right. When KD requested a trade, KD knew something. KD was on to something, and people killed him. People were, were, were trashing KD, and they overreacted. Then they jumped right back on his nuts. So what are you guys thinking about KD's thoughts right now as KD um, is out and Kyrie has requested a trade, right? Everybody wanted to say, oh, they're, they're attached at the hip. I said it before. Uh, well, first of all, you have to remember when KD, uh, KD requested a trade, it was right after Kyrie opted in. So you, he knew that Kyrie was going to be back with the team and still requested a trade at that time. So you can then not apply the logic that no matter what, he wants to be attached to Kyrie. Uh, that's number one. Number two, he clearly is a big fan of Kyrie's game. 
um, as he should be. He wanted Kyrie back earlier this season. I'm betting he wanted Kyrie back last season. So I, I, I don't want to um, completely undersell what it means for KD. But I'll go back to what I said at the top of the show. At, at, I've, I've learned to super duper appreciate Kevin Durant and what he brings to the table and the fact that he's on the Brooklyn Nets. I'm grateful that he's on the team, that he plays in New York and all those things. And for any emotional response and, and, and any idea of trading him and rebuilding over the summer, if I'm the Nets, I'm not trading Kevin Durant under any circumstances, no matter what his wishes are. You know, and, and I don't mean that to be demeaning or disrespectful. You can't get the value back you, for the you, best player in the game. Yeah, once you saw that Rudy Gobert trade and what people are asking for some of these guys. No, he's not going anywhere. You can't get anything back. He's under contract for three years. So it, it matters what KD thinks because you, you want to hear him out. You want to be working together with him in a partnership, as they said. But it doesn't matter what KD thinks in the sense of, are you then going to trade KD? Because I would not do that. If I'm them, I will let you guys know that in the trade machine, Zach Levine for Kyrie Irving works straight up. <laughs> That's it, though, right? There we go. The trade machine, trade machine's back. We spent all of was that last episode? Did we do an episode yesterday where we were talking about not using the trade machine because the Nets, all the Nets need to do is trade for Josh Hart. Still would be a good trade. Um, still, still a fan of that Nas trade. Reed, Nas Reed, Nas and Reed. Josh Hart. But yo, were uh, you gonna say something, Hudson? Go for it. I, yeah, I was gonna say first off, uh, someone's got to call my landlord and tell him that uh, you and the BX figure, Brody figure out his wife. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, it, it's just at this point, it's just like you. I, it's just a, it is just a leverage play, and I feel like people have to be a little bit more mature about this. Like spin the trade machine, do all that. But with when it comes down to like the personal attacks on like Joe Sy and Sean Marks and even honestly on Kyrie at this point, like if they're going to do their song and dance, let them do their song and dance. It w- it'll get sorted out at some point. But like at least the Nets have a chance to do something. And if Kyrie doesn't want to be here, then try to find a trade partner he, because he at this be point. Here. Well, right. But like That's if he thing. doesn't, then like whatever, you know, we'll be able to recoup some value for that. Certainly more value than you'd be able to recoup for Kevin Durant, which is just kind of impossible at this point. He wants a full full max, $200 million, no question asked. That's what he wants. I mean, like, right. look, to be yeah. here, that's that's he what wants he wants. a full max contract like, say, a, a Steph Curry would get. But you know what? Steph Curry ain't doing all the extra shenanigans that and, you and do, he, bro. It, guess what? He'd have it already um, if he didn't uh, have what happened last year. KD happen. has it. Yeah, he'd he'd have it already. That's because KD plays it. basketball and goes home. Yeah, I, I, no, no, I'm I'm mean, I'm saying that like there's a reason he doesn't have it, and it's not because of his ability as a basketball player. No one is doubting that. There's not a single soul in the world who's questioning that. So again, I, I'll I'll say it for the I think the third time. There are two lanes here. One, we're calling your bluff, and you're going to be on this team. We're going for it this year, like we've been saying. Or two, fine, we're going to field the market, and the second we get what we think is fair return that also helps us compete in the meantime. See you later. Good riddance. We don't have to deal with this going forward. We did get some good news before the Kyrie news today, fellas. Um, Ben Simmons got an MRI and it came back clean. (laughs) We're back, baby. (laughs) Hang the banner. But you know what? They're going to take their time with this. Jock Vaughn said that the Nets want to make sure that the soreness and swelling are out of Ben Simmons' knee before he returns to the court. And I say to that, take your time. No rush. Take as long as you need. Because I don't really want to see bro back on the floor. And as we're talking about these trades, (laughs) Sean Marks, man, I don't know, bro. I met Sean Marks this year at Media Day. 
And I was one of those people that years ago was on the In Marks We Trust because I felt like Sean Marks brought us out of the dark ages when those bums up there in Boston said we'd be banished and we'd be doomed for decades to come after the stupid-ass KG Paul Pierce. You guys know. After that trade went down, we had nothing. And Sean Marks helped us have something with Kenny Atkinson. You wasn't there. A lot of these new Nets fans and our fan base were not there. So, like, that's why I see some of these goofies with all their takes and all these things that they have to say. You weren't around. You weren't going to the playoffs. You weren't watching Deron Williams, uh, Darren Williams. You weren't watching uh, Iso Joe. You weren't watching Brooke Lopez in, in Barkley Center, bro. Like, relax. So now here we are. We're watching Ben Simmons, and we're watching Yuta Watanabe and uh, – you know, it's just a, a situation where here we go again with the Nets. Nets fans have never had anything. So I don't want to hear shit about, oh, this is a terrible time to be a Nets fan. Let's go drink the Nets fans' tears. Yeah, well, you know what? The Nets have won a ton of games over the last few years. We used to be fucking doormats. Nets fans used to just watch games for the first quarter, second quarter, turn it off. The tickets used to be 10, 15 bucks right before tip, tick, tip off to get into the place. I live this. I'm telling you, I experienced it. I used to tell people, and you know, listen to this podcast, oh, I'm a Braun fan, oh, I'm a Kobe fan, oh, I'm a KD fan, and I root for the Nets. Like, those days are done, right? Now everybody cares about the Nets. Now the media wants to talk about the Nets whenever it's negative, whenever it's something with Kyrie. So let's wrap this thing up, man. We're about 25 minutes in before we get to 30. What I'll say is nothing has happened yet. A request. Did they trade KD after a request? So what? Right? They ended up trading Harden, and Harden didn't request a trade. Well, at least so, not, not the same way. I mean, I right. think he made, yeah. Obviously, he forced a trade. And that, you know, they, they bend the knee to James Harden, and they take on Ben Simmons, and look where we are now. I thought that was dumb. But I'm saying these, these requests, right? And I know some of you, shout out to, you know, shout out to some of the fans, Will in the chat. Brandon Bat, some of y'all that I've literally seen at Nets games, and I know you've been around for years. You've watched Barkley Center evolve. You've you've watched the fans grow up. I've literally watched kids turn into men in Barkley Center. I've watched grown men that brought their kids when they were seven, eight years old. They're they're grown men. They're eighteen now. Like it took time. I'm not ever gonna not be a Nets fan. I was a Nets fan way before I thought Katie and Kyrie would ever be here. James Harden, Ben Simmons, and I'll be a Nets fan after. And this Nets world has been built, and no trade is going to blow this thing up. And uh, that's all I hear about. Blow it up. Blow it up. You're, they're not blowing shit up. You have the best player in the world signed for another three seasons after this. If Kyrie Irving wants to play hard, hardball, he's allowed to. It's negotiations. It's business. It's leverage. They're not going to trade him. They're gonna If they can't make a trade to improve this team right now, they're going to trade Kyrie Irving in a week? Nah. I think the Mavs might be realistic as far as a team that would actually want him. And, and the take Dallas Mavnicks. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Finney and, and Christian Wood for Kyrie and Seth Curry? That works. Trade I'm wise. trying to get Luca. Can we? Yeah. How, how much for Luca? Yeah, one for one. Can we get? Can we go? Can one somebody for cook one? up the machine and see if we can do Kyrie for Luca. <laughs> that might work, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, though, right? Like we have Kevin Durant for the next three years. Like any team with Kevin Durant is going to be a prime landing spot. <laughs> this Nets world has been built. That like, was part of the foundation. And Keith, you were saying all that stuff about like, oh, they, these Nets fans, they don't remember the 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 bad days. I mean, shoot, like if they you're eighteen now. Ago. If you're 18 now, though, 
what were you 14 when the clean sweep happened? Were you like eight or nine when we trade for KG? People just don't know. People don't know. They will, People they don't just, know like where we're at right now. They don't see the bigger picture of what it is actually to be a Nets fan because we're in a position now where because we have Kevin Durant locked up long term, we're good. We don't have to trade him. He's well, he's locked up. And he's and not going to stop playing basketball. I, I feel for KD in this situation because you know Kyrie is doing what's best for him and and or at least what he thinks is best for him and and I guess you can't really begrudge that, but he's kind of bailing on KD in the process if it goes down. And then uh, Jock Vaughn as well, because Jock Vaughn has come in, sort of changed the culture around this team, the mood around this team. That kind of attitude was, uh, I think, very strongly um, massaged the Kyrie situation when Kyrie came back and integrated him back into the lineup and with all positivity. And and this happened. So I I feel for for Jacques Vaughn a little bit in in all these circumstances because he doesn't really deserve to have to to deal with but any of this. But at this he, point, he's it's a all pro. Noise. He's a pro's yeah. pro. He ain't he, he knows the business himself. He ain't affected by this. He'll coach the bubble nets the same way. If you watch the episode of The Bridge, the last episode, which the next episode of The Bridge on YouTube is going to be fire. Shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. They do a great job putting that like behind the scenes content together. Joe Harris talked about Jacques Vaughn is he's got some of the same principles that he coached them up in the bubble with when they knocked off Giannis. And, and the Bucks and they knocked off the Clippers with Chioza and TLC. Like, Jock Vaughn doesn't care who's out there. He wants to pencil his guys in. He's going to coach them up no matter what. So, I'm not tripping uh, off this. I, I just saw uh, Woj, by the way, before we bounce out. I'm, I'm looking. It's one of those things where I saw it and then I scrolled past it. But apparently, he must have said this on TV. The Nets' stance is let's continue to play and win, get to the end of the season and see where we are. So, uh, the, the calling their bluff lane that I described before, Keith, I think you alluded to it too, very well may happen also. And, and the Nets just say, oh, okay, you can request a trade, request denied. I also think if you look at the game tomorrow, you'll probably see a lot of how this is going forward. If Kyrie steps on the floor for the game tomorrow against the Wizards and plays a, like a good normal Kyrie game, you know, 35 and five or something like that, I think you can expect everyone that's just kind of doing business in that kind of a scenario. I think it's okay to start looking, thinking that a trade might be more of an, you know, an imminent thing if if you see him sit out. But I expect he plays. I expect he plays just a normal fine game because, at the end of the day, Kyrie is. I mean, he's a walking circus, but he is a basketball player and he's doing what's best for him right now. So after the Harden trade, happen where we lost Karis Levert and Jared Allen after trading Harden the next season. And getting Ben Simmons, I don't want Sean Marks doing any more big deals with big names. Just stand pat. Just just stay where you are. Everybody stay seated. Nobody make a move. All right, that's all we got, man. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Greg Stat in the chat. I got hella nicknames. They are the Boo York Icks. They are the Boo York Icks. And I call the Dallas Mavericks the Dallas Mavnicks because of Jason Kidd. Uh, there's a ton of guys. Tim Hardaway. Um, they took Frank Nicolatina on, um, Alec Burks. No, not Alec Burks. What's the other guy with the, the big dookie dread, uh, the shooter Bullock. Um, they got a bunch of guys that yeah. crossed over T.O. Pinson. Um, there's just so many crossovers between the Dallas Mavericks and the Knicks, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, like how many players in the last couple years played for both teams. They are the Dallas Mav Knicks. All right. Uh, that's all we've got, but thanks for joining our emergency pod, subscribe to the pod, review the pod and follow us on 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you use. And we'll be back with another episode. Fret not, Nets world. This Nets world has been built. We're the fourth place team in the East without the best player in the world. All this is for is the week that the NFL is not on and the NBA to make headlines and news. And uh, it, it doesn't matter. The trade deadline's coming up. We'll see what happens with the Nets. I don't think Sean Marks is dumb enough to make a move right now and trade Kyrie Irving. I'm calling his bluff. I'm calling his bluff. Like I called his bluff in the summer. I call his bluff again. I'm going to say that's cute and all. But, uh, you know, we got a game to play coming up. For Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, Hudson Flynn. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.